Welcome to Working Gratitude, real people, real gratitude at work, with your host, Darren Hollingsworth, Chief Gratitude and Accountability Officer at Odonata Coaching and Consulting. The Working Gratitude podcast was launched in 2012 to stimulate dialogue and conversation about research-based best practices of gratitude in the workplace and ways that gratefulness is expressed via philanthropy. These brief interviews with successful leaders from a variety of professional environments will encourage and inspire you and give you ideas about how you can start working gratitude. Thank you for listening to Working Gratitude. Now here's your host, Darren Hollingsworth. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so encouraged and inspired by our guests who are sharing their insights about gratitude at work and the ways they are making community impact, and by our listeners who are subscribing, rating, reviewing, and sharing Working Gratitude. This community and conversation continues to grow, and I invite you to find me on LinkedIn or on my business page on Facebook, Odonata Coaching and Consulting, hyphen Working Gratitude podcast, or send me an email at info at workinggratitude.com. We really want to stay in touch with you. Now, I have a guest today that I've been really excited to share with you, Dr. Tim Selig. Tim, thank you so much for taking time to join me today in what I know to be a very busy travel schedule. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Tim is a conductor, singer, teacher, and motivational speaker, parent, grandparent, and I'm thankful to call him friend. We got acquainted via his work as artistic director and conductor of the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus. He also has a busy guest conducting schedule throughout the U.S. and across the globe. He is conductor emeritus for the Turtle Creek Chorale, which he conducted for 20 years. He co-founded the Women's Chorus of Dallas and taught on the faculty of Southern Methodist University for 14 years. He holds four degrees in music, including the Doctor of Musical Arts from the University of North Texas, the Diploma from the Mozartium in Salzburg, Austria. He has authored numerous books and DVDs on choral technique, including bestsellers like The Perfect Blend and The Perfect Rehearsal, as well as The Perfect Choral Workbook. Recordings have won multiple awards and have been on Billboard Top 10 and iTunes Top 10, Classical Charts. There's a PBS documentary about his chorus, that received a National Emmy Award. Tim's just a great guy, and his methodology is encourage, enlighten, entertain, and engage. Tim, thank you so much for joining me and for joining our listeners. So give us an update of what's going on for you in all the different things you're working on right now. Oh, my goodness. Well, well, first of all, thank you for that lovely reading of the Bible. I mean, the bio. Um, so... <laughs> What's going on at work? Oh my goodness! I, uh, at the age of sixty, I had I had finished with the conducting of the gays. I'd had um, the Turtle Creek Row for twenty years and the Women's Chorus of Dallas for twelve of those years, and it was time to sit down for a while and continue teaching, etc. And the job at the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus opened up, and it is the grandfather of the entire LGBTQ choral movement. And I just couldn't, I just couldn't not apply. So it was a huge challenge for me to go to the granddaddy and, and to San Francisco. And I took it and it's now been eight and a half years and it has been, it was, well, let's just say it was the right decision, the right time, right city, right chorus. It's so I'm grateful well, to start out. Let's just see what our listeners can get, get from you with your sense of humor. What are you grateful for at work today? 
I, I'm not sure that I've been grateful at work every day of my life, but uh, certainly today I'm deeply grateful for pretty much everything that goes on where I, in, in the place where I live. I get to conduct 300 gay men every week, and their passion uh, inspires me mm-hmm. and, and, and really pushes me to, to do my best work. Today, um, specifically, the chorus is in Los Angeles um, singing for um, the documentary that has come out this year. So I'm certainly grateful for that and hope that the listeners will get to see Gay Chorus Deep South somewhere along their journey. It's been an amazing eight and a half years here in San Francisco as we have built uh, a sort of substructure and organization that certainly cannot run on its own but is running very well. And I'm grateful specifically today for my colleagues, both part-time and full-time employees who inspire me and who work so hard. And I think I'm grateful for, for my colleagues today. Well, I hear consistently from our leaders and artistic professionals that no one does their work alone. And you echo that with your gratitude for the team that makes those beautiful productions happen. And in that project that you've created, you have brought voice and brought the message of the Gay Men's Chorus and so much to uh, the world. And I do hope listeners will look for that documentary. In doing all that you do and everywhere that you've done it, you have no doubt faced challenges in your career and in your life. Is there one or more that you can share with our listeners that you have made it through the challenge and now you can, you can earnestly and authentically express gratitude, maybe not for the challenge, but for having gotten out on the other side? I certainly can. I, uh, sort of my whole life has been one of change and coping with change and finding out how to be grateful for the change, even when it, when it seemed while it was happening, that it was either horrible or going to turn out negative. I've had three careers. Uh, I was an opera singer, and then I was a minister of music, and then I was gay. That was my third career. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, changing from my goal of singing opera to teaching and being a minister of music was was a bit traumatic. I, I really didn't want to give up singing because I had trained for it, but I did in the end see the the benefits of teaching and doing those kinds of things. That was a, that was a big change for me. The bigger change was when, uh, as a Southern Baptist uh, minister of music, I came out, and then life completely changed, and it was incredibly traumatic uh, with wife and children and all those things that uh, were either taken away or left on their own. And so I really started back over at the age of 35, completely from scratch. And, you know, I, I will tell you that the first night I left my home and my children and checked into a Motel 6, um, my first thought was, I've told the truth for the first time in my life. Mm. I can just be who I am the rest of my life. And for that, I am eternally grateful that um, that it all happened the way it did. Well, I'm not sure I'm completely grateful for the way it happened, but right. I'm certainly 
um, in hindsight, grateful that it did happen. It has allowed me to live a completely different life than I would have, and that being of authenticity and of gratitude for everything that happens. You express that so succinctly and so well because I know more about your journey than our listeners may have the privilege of yet, but I think they'll want to know more after hearing this conversation. And uh, being able to look with a lens of gratitude at some of the things you've faced in even after coming out and and through the choral uh, journey and the choral leadership journey, not just in gay choruses. I know that you've you've faced a lot of of challenges, but having that baseline of of the coming out experience clearly has served you very well, and then served many who have listened to your fantastic work and who've who've studied well, under you. you. Uh, so, I came right out of the Southern Baptist Church, uh, having lost everything, and and walked into this um, small gay chorus in Dallas, Texas. I had no idea there was such a thing. And faced, we were at the very middle, it was 1987. We were at the, at the apex, almost, of the AIDS crisis. And I realized that um, while I thought I had left ministry behind, that was just the beginning of my training mm. for how to take care of the, those, sorry, mm. That we lost. So um, that was not a choice. I wanted out of the ministry, and geez, all I've been for the last 32 years is uh, Daddy Bear, <laughs> Pastor Tim, uh, therapist, right. and and minister. Yeah. And it it has continued. So, you know, how could I not be grateful for those things? I'm HIV positive. I'm not grateful for it. I am grateful for the fact that it allows me to relate and it allows me to speak out for those of us and then the many who have become invisible. You, you draw community to you, Tim. And I think that that is what gratitude can do. The baseline of gratitude helps connect people. When we can say thank you to someone, we can connect with them. We can build a relationship and music does that. And you living with a heart full, full of gratitude. So because of the work that you do, my third question has a different perspective with you. Of It's usually with leaders who may be in a private enterprise or otherwise and, and may be volunteering in the community to serve on a board of directors or, or things like that. Your work as a nonprofit professional, as a, a teacher, instructor, choral music um, kind of icon, but also someone who proliferates information. You have a different sense of community, but I will ask you, how does all of this gratitude show up for you beyond just the work you do? It is a job for you at the, at the SF Gay Men's Chorus. So how does gratitude show up in your life uh, for your success at work, but maybe outside the workplace? Uh, it, from a personal standpoint, um, I was taught at an early age to give 10% of your money and your tithes and offerings. And that has really stuck with me. And although I don't give 10% to a, an organized religion anymore, it's a, it's a concept of giving a portion back of your time and your energy and your, and, and your funds. And so I, I do that. Uh, what I do is work. I, I love telling the fact that I went to a psychiatrist um, early in my my gay career and said, hi, I need to talk to you about my workaholism. Mm -hmm. And we had a lovely discussion. He 
I told him all of what I was doing and what I did with my time. And at the end, he said, you know, I think that's really good and you should keep it. And I'm like, well, hi, that was not exactly what I was asking. But he goes, but you're doing such good work. You just go ahead and and be a workaholic. He probably could be disbarred for that. (laughs) But what I found with my life and with that of the chorus as an extension is the chorus is not allowed to give money to other organizations, but it can give its talent. And boy, does it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We raise money for an incredible array of organizations. So the time and energy that we spent in truly um, philanthropy, Mm -hmm. it's it's choral philanthropy uh, at its best. And I'm really proud of of what we do in that way. Um, My own life, as I mentioned before, uh, is sort of one that's just um, fully engaged in what this is, what this gratitude. And as I, as I grow to the close, uh, which I am, not of this podcast, but of my <laughs> career, um, you know, looking back, I, I think I'll be the one that, you know, when I get to the pearly gates and, and they say, do you wish you had worked one more day and everybody's supposed to say no, I will say, absolutely, can I please go back? Mm. There's a concert coming up. But as I look back on, on what I can give and what I, uh, oh boy, how grateful I am for all of the experiences uh, the gratitude, uh, we live in a gratitude uh, space uh, in the chorus, and so I'm surrounded by it. Mm. And we talk about it a lot, um, about how grateful we are for what we get to do and who we get to do it with. So it's pretty amazing. Well, and I love that as an audience member of the course, that you, you feel that in a show. And then this topic comes up frequently in the gratitude conversation. You're, you're expressing gratitude for being able to do what you do. The audience gets to express gratitude through applause and through giving to the chorus and, and making contributions. And it's a win-win, right? Gratitude is the greatest win-win. So um, tell our listeners one more time about the, and if you can, because we've got a couple of more minutes that we could talk okay. about the documentary, because I want people to know okay. about that and, and get a good perspective. Uh, the day after the 2016 election, the chorus had been planning to go to China, and we decided, the board chair actually said, why don't we go to the South? The, our people are hurting. Time is going to be turning backward on them, and they have some of the most egregious laws on the books of discrimination. So we, uh, in the next fall of 2017, we took 300 people on buses from Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, North Carolina, and South Carolina, and did 25 appearances uh, over those eight days. It was um, just a mind-boggling experience. What we ended up finding out is that we had as much to learn from them as they did from us. And so there was a documentary team, made a documentary uh, called Gay Chorus Deep South. It's now slated for 57 film festivals at this moment, Mm. and you will see it on a small screen near you, like in your living room, um, (laughs) in the, in the very short future, Uh, I think, you know, maybe six to 12 months, but it it is running the festival circuit, winning lots of audience awards and great awards. And so hopefully you'll get to see it because boy, is it uh, 90 minutes full of gratitude. 
Oh, that is wonderful. Well, Tim, thank you so much for sharing a slice of your time with me and with our listeners. And we are grateful for the work that you do. And I am grateful to our listeners for joining us on Working Gratitude consistently. We hope that you will continue to subscribe, rate us, give us reviews, give us feedback. I really want to hear from you. Now, if you've listened this far, I have a special offer to say thanks for your support. If you are a nonprofit executive or a board member of a nonprofit, I'm offering a limited number of complimentary collaboration sessions to explore ways that other executive directors, CEOs, senior development staff, and boards have benefited from my work with them. Whether your nonprofit has an executive in transition or needs an assessment of fundraising strategy, I would like to work with you to offer my services in a complimentary collaboration session. So send me an email to info at workinggratitude.com. Thanks again for joining us today. Darren Hollingsworth has had a thriving career as a financial advisor, sales professional, senior fundraising professional, and nonprofit executive. Now, via business, success, and philanthropy coaching, Darren is passionate about helping successful executives realize and exceed their personal and professional potential. He helps business and nonprofit leaders find and confirm their passion, their inspiration, and motivation. This is accomplished through collaborative work based on gratitude, experience, encouragement, and accountability. As Darren says, surviving is not enough. Thriving is the goal. Additionally, Darren works with businesses, nonprofit organizations, and boards of directors to create new possibilities for transformational customer and donor relationships, organizational strategic visioning and governance, as well as continuity and succession planning. Via collaboration and consulting, Darren engages with clients to empower them to build upon strengths and face challenges with confidence and expertise. To hear more Working Gratitude and for information about Darren Hollingsworth and Odonata Coaching and Consulting, visit our website, odonatacoaching.com, or visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Coaching or search wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Working Gratitude. Working Gratitude, copyright Darren Hollingsworth and Odonata Coaching and Consulting, all rights reserved.